Hello friends and welcome back to another Bible Lab series. Today we're answering the question, what do we mean by covenant? We talk about covenants in the Bible, especially in relationship to the Old Testament. And when we say that word, what do we mean? Before we dive in, let's take a minute to pray. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that we can explore the different ways that you relate to your people. And as we look at this word covenant today, Lord, we see it as a way that you relate to your people, the way that you've related to your people really throughout history, one of the primary ways. And we just pray that you would open our eyes to the way you're moving and working in our lives even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we explore and begin to unpack this word covenant, it's really a beautiful word. It's a powerful word. And as we look at the Old Testament as a whole, some people uh, identify as many as nine covenants in the Old Testament. Uh, most would say that there's five and uh, some, there's some popular views out there that would identify seven. And today we're actually going to explore the five primary covenants of the Old Testament. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about what a covenant is. And really in the Old Testament, there's two dominant types of covenants that we see being made. And one of them is known as a suzerain vassal covenant. And we can think of this covenant as a conditional, this is a conditional promise. And so this covenant is made um, between kings and one that would be uh, obedient to a king. And so there's two parties in this covenant. And this covenant has a lot to do um, with obedience from one party in relation to the other. So we'll look at some of those covenants uh, in the Old Testament as we continue on today. The other kind of covenant that we see in the Old Testament is what's known as a royal grant covenant. And this is different than a suzerain vassal covenant because this is a covenant that is actually an unconditional promise. So this one's an unconditional promise. It requires no action on the part of the beneficiary. So it is a promise that's given from one party to another party with no required action on the part of the beneficiary. So we have a suzerain vassal and we have royal grant as the two predominant types of covenants in the Old Testament. And so let's explore some of these covenants. And we'll start with the first one. And this one has been popularly known as uh, the Noahic covenant. And we'll remember this covenant well because this is the covenant where uh, there's a rainbow and God promises uh, never to flood the earth again. And so as we look at one of the primary verses of this covenant, God says to Noah, I will establish my covenant with you 
that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, this covenant is actually a royal brand covenant. It requires no action on Noah's part. Noah is the beneficiary of this promise that God is making to him. And again, when we talk about covenants, we're talking about the way that God relates to his people. So in relation to his judgment and his wrath on mankind, he would never again send a flood that would destroy the earth. So it's a promise that God makes with Noah. There's a second covenant in the book of Genesis that we want to explore. And this one is popularly called the Abrahamic covenant. Abrahamic covenant. And this covenant has a little bit of both suzerain vassal and uh, an element of royal grant to it. And we want to point that out as we look at it. So this is the Lord talking to Abram. He says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. And so blessing is a major theme of this covenant promise that God is making with Abraham. And really, what God is promising Abraham in this covenant uh, is three, three realities, really. He's promising him land. He's promising him offspring or seed. And of course, we see that word blessing over and over and over again. And so the royal grant element of this is that God is going to do these things. But the suzerain vassal element of this covenant is that Abram is called to go, to leave his country and uh, go to the land that God was going to show him. So there is an element that is conditional, uh, but there's also an unconditional element as well. So this is the Abrahamic covenant. As we continue to work through the Old Testament, and this, by the way, the covenants are a beautiful way to read through the Old Testament. If you've never read through the Old Testament in light of God's covenants to his people, this is just a wonderful way uh, to read through and capture the hand of God moving through his people in different ways throughout the Old Testament. So you come to the book of Exodus and of course, in Exodus, we have what's known as uh, the Mosaic Covenant. And this covenant really spans, I would say, from Exodus chapter 19 all the way to Exodus 24. But obviously, we can't take that big of a chunk on in our time together today. So we just want to look at this portion in Exodus chapter 19, verses 5 and 6. And God says to his people, to Moses, he says, Now therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me 
a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. And so this covenant is a truly a suzerain vassal covenant as we look at it. Uh, there is a condition uh, that needs to be met if you, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be. And what's amazing about the suzerain vassal covenant that God makes with his people in the Old Testament is that though his people continue to be unfaithful over and over and over again to their part of the covenant, God is always faithful to his. And indeed, in verse 6, we see this very phrase come up in the New Testament as we're learning about the church and how the church is identified, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a beautiful uh, covenant in the book of Exodus. Continuing in the Old Testament, we have two more we want to look at today. Second Samuel chapter 7 verses 12 to 17 is known as the Davidic covenant. This is a covenant that God is making with David. And the Davidic covenant is another example of a royal grant covenant. Uh, there really is uh, only one condition in the covenant, but it's actually a condition that's specific to the king and not related to the king's line that God is promising. And that's just if the king is obedient, he will be blessed, his people will be blessed, and if he's disobedient, he will not experience blessing. But there's this portion here in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 7, we're going to start in verse 12. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name. So right here, if we just pause, near fulfillment, as this covenant is made with David, near fulfillment, Solomon, who's going to build a temple. Future fulfillment, Jesus, who is going to come from the line of David. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Near fulfillment, future fulfillment. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men. We know that Jesus did not commit iniquity. So here we're talking about Solomon with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision. Nathan spoke to David. And so you see this word forever repeated over and over and over again in the Davidic covenant, really alluding to or pointing us towards the Messiah, Jesus, coming from the line of David. So the last covenant that we want to look at together today, and I'm going to let you try to guess whether this is a suzerain vassal covenant or whether this is a royal grant 
covenant. Remember, the nature of suzerain vassal is conditional, and the nature of royal grant is unconditional. Okay, so let's see which one we think this is. And this is called or known as the New Covenant. Jeremiah chapter 31. Many of us are familiar with this text. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God. They shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. All of these wonderful actions that the Lord is going to do in this new covenant, which church, this is what we're experiencing today. And indeed, you probably guessed it right. This is a royal grant. This is an unconditional covenant that God is making. And it's the covenant that we are still living in as the church today in the new covenant and so when we talk about this word covenant in relationship to god what do we mean a covenant is a promise or an agreement that is binding made between two or more parties a covenant can be either conditional or unconditional in nature and so friends one of the ways that we see God at work all throughout the Old Testament scriptures is in the use of these covenants. A beautiful way to understand how God relates to his people. I hope you've been encouraged by our time together today. We'll see you next week. Take care.